This is Above Grade with J.S. Brown and your host, Bryce Jacob. You're listening to Above Grade, where each week we discuss the construction landscape in central Ohio. I'm your host, Bryce Jacob, president over at J.S. Brown & Company, and I'm here with Greg Hansberry, as usual, for your entertaining and educational value. Hey, hey, hey. How's it going, man? Good. Uh, I forgot to tell you uh, over the past couple weeks, um, and I'm thinking that this might go in with today's episode, so I'm just bringing right. it up now. Okay. Uh, uh, for Christmas, and I think it was a gag gift, but I'm not 100% sure on this. Okay. Uh, my wife got me a uh, bidet. A bidet? A bidet for the for, for Like the a bidet seat or an actual whole full-fledged no, bidet no, that like you got to plumb No, it's like a little attachment in. that you uh, plug into. Put on the, the toilet? Yeah. Uh-huh. So I just, you know, and of course I was able to... Uh, you know, attach it all by myself. I didn't need and a you did? plumber. Uh huh. Yeah. So, did you have a power source there? No, it just uh, uses the the natural uh, water pressure from okay. From, so it doesn't have a dryer or anything no, like that. No, so she not, didn't go top shelf for you. No, no. That's why I'm hoping that she didn't spend too much money on it. Obviously, that screams <laughs> to the uh, to the gag gift. Yes. Some yes. Of the, some of the more expensive ones you wouldn't buy that as a gag. It's gift. not a gag <laughs> gift. I'm hoping uh-huh. it's a gag gift. And the, actually, the most fun I've had with it is I ha- call the kids into the bathroom and say, "Hey, come here, help me with something." And then I turn it on and squirt them. Oh, that's, that's really nice yeah, of you. Yeah, it's a good Now that you haven't caught them drinking thing. from it, have you? Yeah, not yet. Yeah. All right. Well, so, a dog. Oh, well, dog. That's coming, that's coming next. <laughs> yeah, that's anyway, coming. I forgot. I was couldn't wait to share my uh, latest home improvement. Uh, yeah, it's uh, not. that's no white you. elephant <laughs> gift, my friend. That's a, you're going to have a, a, a clean backside for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's outstanding. Have you do that? It's a new year. <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah, 2019 will be the best you've seen yet. Wow, and for the rest of you who heard that lovely female <laughs> voice chime in here, it's it's no uh, mystery voice here. It's someone you've heard from many, many times who's back, and you guessed it, it's Monica Miller, who's the interior design manager over at J.S. Brown Company. Hi. Hi, I'm so happy to be back. It's we wonderful so to have you back. last time, yeah. Yeah, well, every time you've been on, well, this has got to be your third, fourth third, time, think, yeah, third yeah. time maybe. Yeah, we talked wine cellars, and we got off. Slap happy in that one. <laughs> but today, I thought it'd be good to have Monica come back because she's uh, kind of like you were just saying you thought this would be a really appropriate for discussion on the yeah. show. I was wondering how you would know well, that. Yeah. But that's why I have Monica here because she always has a way of mm-hmm. knowing what the future holds. And I think that these uh, these attachment bidets are going to be huge. I just have a feeling about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, they are. They're already huge. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're yes. a big deal. So, yeah. yeah um, actually, Toto has one, the washlet. Isn't that right? Yeah. And it's got all kinds of different elements. And that's why I asked if it has a drying element. But we've got a client right now that he goes on and on about this bidet and how fabulous it is. And he can't wait to get home. <laughs> you know, and I've never really yeah, that's, <laughs> used that's, uh, one yeah. that I get that excited about. But he's, you know, so every time I see him, I'm like, so how's the bidet? And he's like, oh, gosh, it's just fantastic. So he's pretty happy about it. We could do a whole show on, on bidets. Let's but do it. We could. Let's I'm get in. him in. Yeah. Let's get him in. Well, uh, we, we're kind of fortunate because we're going to have back-to-back exposure to Monica here. And I don't mean that in a bidet in, kind of way. In a good way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but next week, you're going to be back with us to talk about some of the luxury trends that we're seeing in bathrooms. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe we're, we're, um, we're okay. jumping the gun well, all here right. a so little bit. Back-to-back so. back bidet uh, episodes. Yeah. I'm okay with that. <laughs> That's right. One bidet will tell the whole story. Groan. Hey, so. <laughs> there it is. It's been a while since you've given me a groan. Yeah, so yeah, there yeah. we go. All right. Well, Monica, you know, has been with us now. It's 16 years now. Holy smokes. Yeah. That's amazing. It's a long time. That's great. It went by fast. 
I know it does. Time flies, especially, you know, 16 years ago, that's the milestone. 16 years ago, I had my first child. Oh gosh. Isn't that crazy? And now she's driving. Yeah. So, which I I talk about Sydney a lot. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Well, especially you've met Sydney and she's like a little woman now, you know, know. you've met all my little girls. So they're, uh, they're something else, but yeah, 16 years, a long time. You can certainly impact an industry and you're kind of legendary in the industry. Mm. Yes, now come on, <laughs> for your uh, design expertise and knowledge. And so um, who better to have on the show than to kind of tee up what, you know, we we predict to have happen? Because it's one of the things that everybody always asks the start of the year. What do you think this year is going to be like? What do you project is going to happen? And, you know, sometimes everybody's guess is as good as anybody else's. But there are some things that we've seen kind of lining up and teeing up the next year. And, and that's what we can chat about a little bit today. So, Absolutely. so I'm going to go ahead and sign off and go lay down on the couch over here and you just run with us. <laughs> All right. Don't snore too loud. <laughs> I'll try my best. So what do you think we're going to see this year? I think some of the big things we're going to see are going to be big shifts in color. Okay. Um, I think we're going to start getting a lot more, a lot more interesting um, oh, yeah? opportunities. Yeah. It's, it's been a whole sea of gray for a while now. Yeah. And um, some of the color forecasts from, Pantone and Sherwin-Williams and, you know, some of the paint companies and things like that are really predicting some nice, vibrant jewel tones and more exciting palettes for us to play with. And and they still mix well with the neutrals, so it's certainly not like you have to go in and, you know, paint your whole kitchen cabinet, you know, with some mm-hmm. magenta color or something. But, you know, to have those more exciting impact colors is, is really going to make it more fun for people, I think. And when they update their space, it's really going to feel different. You know, it's going to yeah. have a more... Uh, more interesting feel. So I think those are really exciting for, for a lot of designers to see that color coming back in. So those are the paint colors. You think we're going to see some exciting colors yeah. there? Yeah, I really do. And so will that translate also into some of the metal finishes that we see? Well, that's some of the other interesting stuff. We're seeing a lot more uh, eclectic mixing of lots of metals. People, for a long time, when stainless appliances became popular and stayed popular, I think that really drove some of the popularity of brushed nickel mm-hmm. for the metal finishes because people felt like, well, I have to match. You know, I've got these stainless appliances. They're a big feature. I've got to use brushed nickel fixtures and faucets and things like that. And I think we're really seeing people deviate from that in a really strong way. We're seeing other metals on the appliances, for one thing, but seeing a space that has gold and iron and bronze mm-hmm. and and steel all mixed together in the same space works it, yeah. it doesn't look as disjointed as you might imagine and if you do it in a thoughtful um clever informed way i think it it comes off much more interesting than everything being all matchy matchy and gives a lot of depth to the room and if you play with the textures some are polished some are dull um it, it really gives you some layers to the space that are a lot of fun to play with. Yeah, it's pretty consistent with what other designers have said with their mixing of metals. They actually prefer to do it now. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to go to a whole polished chrome suite. Yeah. You know, really kind of mixing some of that up and I know. just got a new lighting catalog in the mail and so many of the fixtures had multiple metals on the same fixture. Really? You know, yeah. like huh. a you know, on a light fixture, black back back plate and, and rod and then the little the caps, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. <laughs> the little caps yeah. that hold the globes are are the brushed gold or something like mm-hmm. that, and it it was beautiful, just really lovely, gave a lot of interest and and really helped it become a focal point. Then, well, one of the metals in particular that's really kind of caught my eye is is brass, mm-hmm. and polished brass was something that drove me crazy because you know I grew up in the 
80s and then the 90s where there was polished brass on everything right. and every fixture had it and every door yeah. handle had it and it just was nauseating in conjunction with all the oak it was mm-hmm. oak and brass everywhere and when i heard brass was coming back i was ready to gouge my eyes out <laughs> only to find out that it's more of an antiqued or a brushed brass look that has a more contemporary refined finish to it it's quite gorgeous yeah it's beautiful a lot of them are softer a, a slightly brushed or a slightly honed finish it's not quite that hard hard bright lemon yellow brass right it's it's a deeper gold or softer tone and with the with the texture applied on top of that it's they're really stunning they're just mm-hmm. beautiful and you know i always joked with people i was selling brass fixtures in the early 90s right out of college my first couple of jobs were in showrooms and one of them was a plumbing showroom and just about the time the industry figured out how to make brass last people didn't want it anymore. Like they were tired of taking care of it. They were tired of the look and it was out. And now we've got a more beautiful finish and we've got the protection on top that you don't have the maintenance issues that you used to have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it sure looks good. Mm -hmm. And you know me, you've probably figured my style out. I like (laughs) anything old and industrial looking. And so we were at car supply as a group and, um, the faucet that just stood out to me was that antique brass. And mm-hmm. I just, I remember going, oh my gosh, I'd love to have this in my house. And I would have never guessed in all my days that I would say I'd want a brass anything. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I hear you growing up in the nineties, we had brass bathroom, everything. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's nuts. Yeah. Well, we still do around our office in some areas, the brass, yeah. polished brass knobs. <laughs> yeah. And it can often, if you're, if you're in that position as a homeowner, you know, if you have a house that was built in, during that time frame and every stinking piece of hardware in the house is that old brass tone, it really gives you some latitude. If you start switching over, the contrast isn't quite so harsh. You know, yeah, even that new yeah. brass against the old brass isn't a, isn't a terrible transition. And so if you're like, I'm just not ready to invest in all new hardware for my entire house right now. You can start working your way across and it's not such a jarring transition. Mm -hmm. Well, we get to see it all, right? And so the combination of the metals, everything, it's pretty exciting. So the paint that you started with, Mm -hmm. I'm kind of curious because we think of our walls so often as they need to be painted. Mm -hmm. But what what are your thoughts on wallpaper? Are we going to see more of it? Well, along with the bolder color palettes that we're Mm -hmm. seeing being introduced, we're seeing a lot of pattern. And that's coming from things like paper, wallpaper, wall coverings, textiles and other things, but also more artistic applications of the paint, um, faux finishing in a way coming back. I mean, I want you to sort of forget about the rag rolling and the feather duster stuff (laughs) and all of that. And just think of a more artistic application of layers of paint that are going to give you more interesting texture, Um, but also... um, other types of, of pattern that you might put on a wall, like a mosaic or um, a grass cloth or a wood paneling or something like that. It's going to set up a repetitive texture for you on the mm-hmm. wall. But all of those types of strong pattern, particularly really vibrant backsplashes, we're seeing a lot of oh, yeah. big mm-hmm. patterns come across the, the industry magazines and stuff, and they're really fun, yeah. you know, to just have that be your focal point. Unless you're the guy installing it. <laughs> yeah, I feel for those guys. Yeah. Although some yeah. of them are already set in a netted sheet, and so it's not mm, as nightmarish easier. as you might think, but it's still harder than regular tile, and they're still going to charge you an upcharge for it. But um, you don't have to at least design it yourself. It <laughs> comes pre-netted and, yeah. and ready to go. Yeah, backsplashes are really interesting because they, they add that splash sure. of design to the to the area and you you know one of my pet peeves are outlets and switch plate Mm -hmm. covers and all those things in a backsplash i call wall acne 
And, uh, you know, those are things that there's so many more ornate that these designs are so phenomenal. It's, it's a shame to have to put in mm-hmm. outlets, right? Right in the middle of these darn things. So yeah. fortunately, there's a lot of creative ways around that by having your power up higher. You know, we can't get around the code. The yeah. code says you got to have, yeah. you know, electrical in these particular areas, whether we want to use it or not, it still needs to be there by code. But there's opportunities for putting things lower or in power strips up underneath the, the cabinetry up high. So mm-hmm. you give that full visual exposure of the of the backsplash and air switches for garbage disposals, mm-hmm. you know, those types of things. I you know, I don't know the last time I've done a, a kitchen that didn't have an air switch for a garbage disposal, you know, yeah. because it just it puts it in the countertop as a little button and it's one less thing on, on it's one less piece of acne on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> and it does help with the confusion too, you know. If you've ever had somebody, you know, that. come yeah. over and Is they're not familiar with your house. Exactly. Yeah. Like and there's that confusion yeah. and, and people get startled, you know, when they accidentally turn on the garbage <laughs> disposal. So those air switches are great for that. You don't get them confused with something else. <laughs> yeah, I, I do not have the uh, luxury of the air switch in my home. So my wife is constantly grinding up spoons. And you think yeah. after, you know, after 12 years of being in this home that we would know which switch does which. But, you know, yeah. I, I, That's know. Why Hopefully I don't she do doesn't, I don't think she listens to the show. So <laughs> I'm not really I don't do the dishes. I avoid it altogether, so I, I don't have to do it, worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. But you're not one. supposed to do your dishes in a garbage disposal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's one of the rules when you have three kids that just kind of dump stuff in there. You should know better than to turn your garbage disposal out on without, you know, reaching in there first to see what could be hidden in there. Gosh, you hermit crabs and everything right, crawling around right. in our kitchen. <laughs> oh, well. That's a sad end to a hermit crab. Oh, yeah, yeah. it sure would be. <laughs> yeah, some. Wouldn't hurt long. <laughs> so, oh, anyway, okay, so some of the colors that we're talking about mm-hmm. here. Any other things on, on color or finishes? Well, it, it's a lot of jewel tones, and again, going back yeah. to when brass was popular, we're seeing some of that kind of family coming back in a slightly different, slightly more vibrant way, but... Um, the vivid greens, and I'm talking like an emerald green, a malachite green, something like that, teal uh, mm. in a softer, um, prettier form than than I remember it being back in the back in the 90s. Like your scarf? Um, no, this is more. I would think more of a turquoise. I don't know. I don't um, know a little color. deeper, a little you greener. Between turquoise um, and teal. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. Know. I got a color wheel like in the a, office. I can I can help you it's out with an that. Off light blue. Yeah. <laughs> Four years of color theory at CCAD. I got a name for everything. Man, um, oh man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Weighing over my head here. Yeah, and and navy is still very strong, and I think part of that is because they all of those colors do look really beautiful with some of the new metals we've got. And so that those combinations were, you know, we're looking for colors that are going to offset that in a pretty way. And, and those do it. And they look nice against the neutrals, which mm-hmm. almost everybody wants. Very few people are bold enough to put in, you know, a kitchen full of, you know, bright green cabinetry or something well, like that. Right. So they're more likely to have a neutral. And so you want some colors that are going to pop against that and, and blend with them in a nice way mm-hmm. and give you the drama that you're after. So how about the trends of just the overall design of homes? You know, we've seen traditional and central Ohio for so long. Do you feel like we're seeing more contemporary or we'll see more of it? Or are we, we going back to our roots? We have been seeing more contemporary, and I think we probably will continue to. I don't think we'll ever get, and that's my, my prognosticating here, but I don't think we're ever going to get that really hard edge European contemporary that you see on the coast mm. or maybe in Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just don't think that's our thing here in central Ohio. You know, I think we're going to stick with some stuff that's familiar, but there is this really strong desire to simplify and 
clean up visually the look of the space Mm -hmm. and still make it familiar and still make it comfortable, but have it be simpler and easier on us and less chaotic visually. And so I think that's a trend that's going to continue. Do you feel like there are are projects leaning toward more luxurious points as well or introducing a more luxurious element than before? I think people are being very judicious and picking the important parts of a project and allocating funds for those. And I think we're starting to get away, and I'm very happy about it personally, you know, we're starting to get away from the mansion mentality, you know, that just because it's a bigger house, it's a better house. I don't think that's necessarily true for a lot of families, particularly as families get smaller and as the population ages and and there's a lot more empty nesters and, and people are downsizing. They want high quality. They want things purposeful and they want things that are going to work for them and designs that are going to function well for them. They don't necessarily just need, you know, these gargantuan, enormous empty spaces with nothing in them. So I think when you take that out of the equation, instead of spending money for space, now you can spend money for quality. You can spend mm-hmm. money on gorgeous bidet fixtures yes. and lighting and things that make you comfortable, things that make the house easier, things that make it more efficient. And and those are values that we can really justify putting our money behind as opposed to just saying I have the biggest house on the street. Mm-hmm. So I think that I think that's a welcome trend. So happy bidet to you, yeah. right? <laughs> yes, thank you. There's your there's your touch there's of luxury plug, yes. in your home. That's outstanding. We and started bef- at the at the right spot too. We don't you know no no uh, doors or windows or fixtures. <laughs> we go straight to what matters, the bidet. That's right. <laughs> I know. I want to uh, chat next about how the internet can be used to help people understand what trends are and what they should sure. be aware of. Or are there social mm-hmm. media outlets? But before we do that, we have a very special time right now, which is. Tip of the week. You got it. Yes. It is time for the tip of the week. It's time for the tip of the week. Is 2019 the year you tackle the next big home remodeling project? If so, you need to get planning, but don't rush this part of the process. You'll need to live with your decisions for a long time. While the internet can certainly introduce what's hot, there's no better resource than a professional designer to lead the way. A skilled designer will not only introduce you to the creative visions and solutions that you might be looking for, but they'll evaluate your personal preferences and marry that to what is in demand today to create your own personal custom design. And that is your tip for the week. And Monica does this all the time. Yeah. I think one of the things that um, I'd always liked about you before I worked with you and what was legendary with you was that you actually took a lot of time listening to your client mm-hmm. there personally, what, what they're looking for. And I didn't mean to just fluff your feathers, <laughs> but I think that's so important what we do and what makes some designers more unique and more qualified than others is you're not designing it for yourself. You're trying to find what that custom design is for the individual because not everybody likes the same thing and not everybody's going to lean. You know, I may not lean to the green mm-hmm. or the turquoise because I don't know what it is compared to teal <laughs> or whatever, but I may not, those might not appeal to me because they're the hot trend. And, it, and I know sometimes there are designers that say, this is what you should do. This is what people are doing. And they walk people into things that maybe they shouldn't be paired with. And I think that's one of the things you do so well as you listen to what they're looking for, but you can keep them current and customize something to their likings and that that fits their lifestyle. So when they wake up in the morning and walk into that new space, it feels like it's them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the best compliment I get is when a client says, you know, this is what I would have done if I'd known how to do it. Or Mm -hmm. a friend or relative comes in and they say, oh, this is so you, you know, I get 
tickled when I hear that because yeah. I, I never want somebody to, to look at um, a, one of our projects on online on social media or anything like that and say, oh, well, that's a Monica kitchen. You sure, know, right. I don't I don't want that. You know, it's not my house. I'm never going to cook there. And I didn't spend the money on it. The homeowners did. So I want it to be everything they hoped it would be, but more because I had the experience to bring it to them. I always tell them, if you had my experience and my knowledge, I want this to be what you would design with that with that background. And so that's always what I'm what I'm trying to do. And there's certainly nothing wrong with looking at trends and saying, yeah, I like that. That's new. It's fresh. I I dig it. I'm all in. Mm -hmm. But it's easy to sort of get over enthusiastic about something just because you're starting to see it everywhere. And I think it's really helpful to take a step back and look at yourself and say, you know, have I always loved this color? Do I have a lot of this color in my closet because I've always liked Mm -hmm. it? Or am I just liking it because I've seen it on three magazine covers in a row? You know, really kind of evaluate yourself and seeing if you're just falling into what's popular or if it's something you really, truly love. Because if you love it, even if the popularity starts to wane a little bit overall, you're still going to like it. And that's the important thing. You know, yeah, that you can live with it for a while. Some people also are willing to take a little, few more risks when they feel you're pairing them with other things. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a good example of that, too, because I get caught in kind of my ways. I'm when you know what color shirt I'll wear tomorrow, mm-hmm. it'll be blue or black, <laughs> right? I mean, there's really no other color yeah. I have in my closet. And, with the barnwood uh, belt. Yeah, <laughs> with the barnwood belt. That's about right. <laughs> yeah, some old industrial boots, <laughs> yes, you know, yeah. something along those lines. I'm set. Boy, oh, boy. Get me some wood to chop. And, uh, you know, when I was doing my, my personal bathroom remodel, I'm not a great lighting uh, guy. I just, you know, I love lighting, but I just can't ever figure it out. And one of our interior designers had said, you know, here are some lights. What do you think of these? And they weren't lights I would have ever picked out on my own. And I love the lights in my bathroom. I look at them every day and I go, I am so glad I took a risk on that yeah. because they're fantastic. And that's sometimes what a, a good designer brings to the table, too, is you expanding your 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 limits, if you will, mm-hmm. just a little bit further. And, you know, knowing where that line is so you don't push it. And, yes, there is actually reclaimed wood in the light fixture, <laughs> <laughs> believe it or not. FYI. So it's kind, yeah. of, kind of funny you'd say that, but it's got some, you know, polished chrome. They have lampshades, and they're, just, they're not things I would have normally cool. gravitated to. But, yeah. boy, I, I sure love them now. So let's talk about the internet a little bit and what it does or doesn't do for homeowners when they're kind of exploring. Okay. So it's just a wonderful, wonderful resource tool. I mean, no doubt about it. It's it's great for professionals. It's great for the average homeowner to be able to go out there and kind of say, hey, I'm starting to think about my bathroom, my kitchen, my next family room addition, whatever, what furniture is popular right now, and start seeing what's out there. And I think one of the reasons we're seeing a compression in the longevity of trends is that it doesn't take very long at all for people in the Midwest to see what's happening on the coast, in Europe, in Asia. It's global now. Mm -hmm. And so instead of it taking 10 years for a trend to start moving across the country and then by the time it gets to the middle of the country, it's over on the coast. We're not seeing that. And it, it, that compression, I think, comes from the fact that everybody's seeing it all at once and everybody's enjoying it all at once. And then everybody's looking on the horizon for the next thing all at once. Mm-hmm. And that makes it more fun. Um, it keeps manufacturers on their toes. 
Um, but it, it just gives us all the opportunity to see so much and experience so much and get to choose from so many things, not just what maybe you're in a small town, maybe you're not in a place like Columbus that has so many great showrooms and, and places to visit. Maybe you, you live in a town that only has a Home Depot. Mm-hmm. But if you see this stuff online and you know what's out there, well, you can source it. And so you can start to reach out and, and go a little further than than the borders of your hometown. So I think it's a great resource. I think the downside comes from maybe not having the expertise to filter out what isn't appropriate, either from a use standpoint or an expense standpoint or maybe a maintenance issue. And that's where your professional is going to help you. They're going to say, that's a cool look, but here's what I don't like about it. And if what you like about this is the look, let me show you this product over here that's going to perform better for you, but give you a similar feel. Mm -hmm. And so it's a great place to to store your ideas and share them with your designer and say, hey, these things are exciting to me. I like these. And let them take that and process and then come back to you with some stuff that's going to be really spectacular and then suit it exactly the way it needs to be for your project. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. I know we've had you on and we were talking about some of the social media yeah. uh, outlets as well, but you know, it's a great way in particular for people to help find a contractor. I know a yeah. lot of people use Facebook and they mm-hmm. use some of the other communication tools socially to, um, to recommend somebody or to share a project or share mm-hmm. their process. You know, I yeah. think of my Nell client that was like every day posted progress. Uh-huh. And it was like, if there wasn't something that happened that day, I was like, oh no, she's say <laughs> <laughs> like, nothing happened today. And everyone's yeah. going to be mad. So guys, you like to do, do something. Break something. Put a smiley face on the drywall. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I mean, that's, uh, it's, it's all real time. You're right. And yeah. that's one of the things that's uh, kind of advantageous. Well, to. and uh, you know, don't skip over, Podcasts right here. I mean, yeah. above yeah. grade, and there's some other great learning tools out there uh, in this uh, medium. So great plug. Thank you, thank you. That's part of my job. That one was going <laughs> right over my head. I was share like, with all your friends. <laughs> share with that. Listen every week, That's and you right. hear about great and new, exciting things. It's very true, and that about wraps up this week, actually. So, Monica, thank you. I know you're going to just might as well just camp here uh, for the next week because we're going to have you right back here. And uh, we'll do it again. We're going to talk about some of the luxury items we find in bathrooms in particular. Kind yes. of jiving. I know you get excited about I that. I love kind of jives. bathrooms. <laughs> I do. Very exciting. Yep. I know. They're great. They're small spaces and big spaces and everything in between that uh, can really have a nice impact in the home. But thanks a lot. We'll see you next week. My pleasure. Well, thanks for having me. see you tomorrow, too, hopefully. You will. That doesn't I'll be mean there. you get the week off. So. No. I'll All be right. there. All right, well, folks, we do this every week, and if you like what you hear and and what you hope to see, because we might bring this to YouTube one of these days, which I'm thinking about. you got to put on some makeup, is that? Uh, yeah, you're going to oh, actually man. have to come in, and not in your pajamas and <laughs> oh, whatever you're wearing there. Early. <laughs> but if you like this, we want you to rate and review us at uh, iTunes Podcasts, and you can let us know how we're doing. And uh, if you want to give us some direct feedback, you can do that, too. You can actually go to AboveGrade at JS Brown Company, shoot us an email, and tell us what you like, what you don't like, what you want to hear about. Or maybe you even want to come on the show and have a chance to talk about something you're an expert in. If not, that's fine, too. Just keep listening. You can go to uh, iTunes and look for Above Grade. You can certainly go to jsbrowncompany.com. That's our website. You can find our whole archive of all the Above Grades we've done to date. Listen to a topic that you find interesting and and uh, and hopefully join us every week for new shows. And definitely join us next week when Monica's back. But until then, this is Bryce Jacobs signing off, wishing you a great week to build from.
Above Grade is a Columbus Radio Group production and produced by me, Greg Hansberry.